gang, we back. It's the Two Bros Podcast. I got a special guest host with me. My man D is all the way in Posse. I'm down in the city. I got a special guest host. That nigga Chocolate Tito. Motherfucking Shinorio. You already Shinor, know that. HB. You already know that. The honorary Chocolate Tito, nigga. Honorary, man. <laughs> Call me your honor when you see him, bitch. You best salute. Um, and I, we, got a, we got a real special guest. Another, another one of the homies, the, the bro, my nigga. From the Bronx, Trezzy Trey. Yo, what's good? What's good? How y'all doing? <clears throat> we good. We chilling. What's good? Yeah, so, yeah, a little backstory for y'all. My nigga Trey is all the way. He coming all the way from North Carolina right now and shit. You know, he doesn't he don't switch sides. He don't fuck with NY no more. He don't come here no more. He don't even know it. Don't fuck that. Don't fuck that. Yeah, you, you from North Carolina. <laughs> nigga from North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> What was it, the what? Yeah, what? This nigga, from the, this, this nigga, this nigga Leonard from the what? <laughs> where you from, North Carolina? <laughs> but uh, where can they find you on social media? Um, yeah, so I'm on, I have an Instagram, it's um, TR1Z underscore. So that's Triz for all you basic motherfuckers. That can't this, read. this nigga like to play with numbers and shit, so that that shit is Triz. In case I was wondering yeah. what the fuck that is. Triz with, with one in the underscore. Yeah. Um, Twitter. I don't really be on Twitter like that. So yeah, fuck that, that shit. Fuck that shit. Pull up the um, Instagram. And then yeah, that's it. Facebook, you know, that's that's real life shit. I'm not trying to give y'all over that. So yeah, nah, you don't got nah, you don't give niggas Facebook. We don't do that shit. Yeah. So. All right. So it's been a minute. Since we had a, you know, episode's been almost a month, I think, too. Shit. Matter of fact, it's been a minute and shit. You know, we, I, I was working on trying to get this episode up. I know D gonna hear this shit and get tight, but it's, it's tight D4 because he, he been dragging his feet. My nigga Trey, they seen the, the group text messages I've been trying to get D to get on the show and shit. <laughs> so, you know, he gonna hear this and I'm sure D will be on the next episode if you're wondering where that nigga from Ohio is and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but we gonna jump right into it. There was some big news that dropped last Friday uh, in the NBA. Then the Kyrie Irving, uh, it was leaked that Kyrie Irving requested a trade from the Cavs. So, fellas, what you what y'all think about you know Kyrie's you know hopes going forward? Like you know what's going to happen with him? Um, you guys you know. Well, uh, I'm not really sure what to really make up out of it. I mean, I mean you got to look at it from both sides. Most people who are out of the circle are probably wondering why. Like, why would you want to leave LeBron at this point where you're pretty much going to go to the finals every year? N- nigga, fuck LeBron. I'm talking about the Cavs. Like, the whole organ. Like, they done been in three straight finals. I mean, a lot of it is LeBron, but at the same time, like. That's true, but you also got to look at it. Maybe it's administrative turmoil that really wants him to get out. I mean, it's been better since LeBron's been there, but. He went through like three, three or four different coaches when he was drafted there. Mm-hmm. Uh, different GMs at one point, you know. So maybe with all of this coming on, he's what twenty five at this yeah, point. Twenty six, yeah. Turning twenty six, or he's already twenty six. Yeah. He's, you know, he feel like he's at a point in time where he feel like he could do it on his own, which is cool. Which is cool. But to think about it, the way how I look at it, I'm like, well, you can ride out the storm a little bit with LeBron. You know, LeBron is clearly starting to take a step back, you know, because he's getting a little bit older. He's letting them rock. But it's just, to me, it's confusing because I like, 
looking at Kyrie's skills, he's a killer, but he's not a real point guard. Point guard. Mm. Like he can play some defense when he's ready. He can get his shot whenever he wants. Whenever he wants, he's more athletic than you think he is. Mm-hmm. Very crafty under the basket, but he can't facilitate a team. You saying he's not a number one player? He's a top. He's going to be a top player on most teams, but in terms of as a point guard, like you can't just like, all right, I want to go play for another team and let it be my team. But you can't facilitate. All you can do is score. Mm. So when there's a night that you can't score, what else are you going to do? You look at Russell, you look at Damian Lillard, you look at John Wall, they have a specific skill set. They can all score, but when it's not going for them, they can get assists. They can get assists. They can rebound. They can play some D. They can do other things that I don't see Kyrie is able to do. So that's, to me, it's like, all right, you end up going to another team. What what can you do? I'm kind of interested to see how, what are you going to do? Because we already seen it, even though he was early in his career, but... I think it's going to revert back to the same way, to be honest. See, with me, I think it's great. I think I'm happy that he wants to leave Cleveland because I feel like ever since LeBron came back, he's just been in his shadow. What? Yeah, I feel like he has. I feel like Kyrie has been in LeBron's shadow ever since LeBron came back. Mm. When, When Kyrie got drafted, Kyrie was the cast. Everything good that happened about the Cavs was because of Kyrie. And I feel like him wanting to go and have a team of, like, be the face of a team, there's nothing wrong with that. He has a chip already under his belt, mostly because of LeBron or whatever the case may be. But I feel like his game can elevate to a point where he can compete against LeBron in the sense of getting, like, building a team around him and getting to the finals and pretty much Giving LeBron some type of competition to even even get to the finals. I think it's great that he wants to do that. I mean, I don't think it's a personal like issue like like they've been saying all over the social media and yeah. all of that that they got beef or whatever. I just think that Kyrie's looking forward. He's like, okay, I'm not me being on the Cavs for like my whole career is probably not the best bet, especially being that. Like you said, LeBron's starting to take a little step back. He's still great, but LeBron, of course, naturally, his game is going to decline. So he's probably looking forward. It's like, okay, where else can I go to make a big statement and still try to win and, you know, be that guy? I don't feel like Cleveland is going to be that place for him in the long run. So I feel like he's just thinking. Yeah. I look at it like this is one of those crossroad moments, and it's like, well, to, like, to give more context, and Nick Kyrie actually asked for a trade last year after they won. So, I mean, that's why I kind of look at this, the whole asking for a trade shit again is kind of a sucker move because, nigga, you just want a chip. You you know, you at the top of the world, and instead of wanting to defend the chip, the nigga wanted to get his own team. That's selfish to me. Then, during the season, the nigga wanted to be traded, and David Griffin and Tom Lue had to talk the nigga off the ledge when he was begging to be traded during the season. So when they lose, you know, the nigga has to be traded. It's like, you're saying that you want to be traded because you don't know what LeBron is going to do and you think LeBron going to leave. But if LeBron leaves, wouldn't Cleveland be a team anyways? And it's like the teams that he chose to be traded to, Minnesota, the Spurs, uh, the Heat, uh, even the Knicks, like, 
realistically, the Knicks is about the best chance he could be of being the number one guy. And even at that, you're going to be taken away from what most people consider a unicorn in the NBA and Porzingis. Like, if you add Kyrie, a shoot first point guard, Porzingis is obsolete. He got to go somewhere else. You add him to the Heat, the only way is they trying to hear that Kyrie shit again. He's going to smack the shot of that nigga again. Yeah, so that, that's a dub. He go to he go to the Spurs. He not better than Kawhi. He not gonna be the lead dude over Kawhi. And if you go to the Timberwolves, you got Jimmy Butler, Cat. If somehow they are able to keep Wiggins through that, you know he got too many people he got to be fighting with. And Teague is gonna be either the backup or they gonna run together. Like how they gonna work that out? So there's too many like variables for him to be the number one guy for the teams that he picked. Like his best bet is if you know LeBron is leaving. Say LeBron told him straight up that he's leaving, and that's the reason he asked for the trade. My my conventional wisdom says, all right, I'm gonna just stay in Cleveland. I'm gonna tell niggas, yo, if LeBron leaving, trade Kevin Love now. Let's not even waste no time. Let's trade that nigga. Give me some young pieces I could play with, nigga. And when LeBron leave and we got the cap space, let's go get some more young pieces. Like that's that would be my plan. But he want to take this whole other course that is either gonna fuck up his career trajectory in terms of what he's going to be. Because, nigga, if he goes to the Spurs, he's going to have to change his game. Like, let's just be real. He's never going to be that kind of player. Kyrie, to me, is a gunner. He's like a... He's, to me, he's like Iverson. <clears throat> he's like an Iverson kind of player. My bread and butter is I can score. I can score from the outside. I can score from the inside. I got moves. There's nobody in the league that can really guard me. But I can't facilitate. Damian Lillard, to me... No, he, look, he can. It's not on the level of an all-star point so. guard. I don't think but so. But he can facilitate. I don't think so. Like, I really don't see him... Since LeBron came, then he still came for, he's still predominantly a one-on-one player. Even when LeBron is off the floor, he gets the ball. He's trying to go. He, I have not seen him look off a of pick-and-roll and giving people look-offs like that. He no. still get low four no, or five do. assists. Yeah, he do. But, like, to me, like, Damian Lillard can go to any team. Still be one of the top guys. Still does what he normally do mm. and get tennises. Kyrie, he goes. Say he goes to the Knicks. He goes to he goes from twenty two points a game to probably almost thirty again or twenty eight again. But his his assist numbers are not going to increase. His defensive I, numbers are going to drop. And even that, it, it, like so, nigga Colin Cowherd posted like some shit yesterday that showed Kyrie's uh, shooting stats. Yeah, I seen that. I didn't even know the nigga took more shots than KD last year, Steph Curry, James Harden. To know that he took that many more shots than them, he averaged 19.7 shots a game, so about 20 shots a game. The nigga averaged 20-something, 22, almost 23 points a game. You telling me we're talking about a point and a third per shot? That's not good. So, you know, you're going to add that to a Knicks team that don't really got much other than Porzingis? That don't sound good. You're going to add that to Deion Wade. Like, the, the Heat team is free-flowing. Like, everybody get off. James Johnson get off. Whiteside get off. And then you're going to add that nigga? Whoa. I don't. And then the Minnesota. Minnesota, they don't They don't even know how they're going to manage the shots they got right now. Yeah. With Jimmy Butler coming in. So, Kyrie taking 20 shots. And he, he told me why he want to be the focal point of a team and of an offense. Nigga, you took more shots than LeBron last year. You can't be a focal point when you can't lead a team. You can't facilitate a team. You can't. You can't. Even Allen Iverson couldn't facilitate a team, so they had Eric Snow. Like, it's proven. You cannot 
You can't lead a team if you can't facilitate in that point guard spot. Can't do it. But don't you think that that's something that Kyrie can add to his game and change? Six years in? He's done. In year seven? That's good. That's why I say it's tough because we're talking it's year seven that he's going to be adding that to his game. How do you add that in particular? Okay, that's a name. That's something that's a name. That's something you grow up doing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even guys who played the two and three in high school that are pretty, they was pretty tall in high school, so they played the two and three. And then as they move up, they had to go to the, the combo spot or the point guard spot. They've been doing that as they come up. So the trend, they have, well, not doing that. They've been play. they always been a playmaker. Mm-hmm. That was the name. They always been a playmaker. So when they transition into the combo or the point spot, that's normal for them. But to have been a gunner your entire life and then try to do it on the highest level, nah, you you not got six seven years in, you can't learn how to do that. James Harden has always been a playmaker. Yeah, he's always been a playmaker. Uh, uh, Russell, John Wall. Oh, no, but Russ is a two. Russ is a two. Yeah, Russ is a two. Russ just and even with Russ, I say it all the time. A lot of his stats is just is shallow shit. Like. The, the rebounds, we know his, his bigs wasn't really trying to get rebounds. He was giving that nigga the rebounds. With the assists, a lot of the assists was drop-offs or giving it to a nigga at the end of the clock and people was converting. No, if Russ really was on his assist shit, Russ would be averaging 20 assists. Oh, yeah. And he's trying to go. But, but that's what I'm showing you. He can still facilitate. Even though you're saying some of them are padded, he still facilitates. Kyrie by himself? Kyrie by himself you seen it before LeBron get there. You've seen, him, you've seen it even now when LeBron... Because LeBron gets a lot more rest time now. So you see it when LeBron is off the floor for two or three or four minutes. He can't do anything. Even with Kevin Love on the floor, Iman and JR. He has gunners on the floor who can shoot Kyrie... Not Kyrie, uh, Kyle Korver. And he still looks the same. He, he's looking to go. He doesn't know how to drive and then kick. Mm-hmm. Efficiently. He can do pick and rolls. But he's looking to score off the pick and roll rather than seeing what the defense is giving him first. So, so, what do you like? Do you think that this is like career suicide? Do you think this is the best move for his career? Do you think this is gonna hurt his career? Because, like, when you when you add in everything that you're saying and, and you look at this shit holistically, this sounds like a recipe for bad news. It's either gonna take away from him being an all star, which is more than likely gonna be the case if he goes to one of the teams in the West. It's going to be tough to be an all-star other than just getting the votes. Like, if he doesn't get the votes, he ain't going to be an all-star. And then, you know, if he goes to the Heat or or the Knicks, does he put them in a playoff situation? Here's how I say it goes. It depends. Uh, it depends on the team he goes to. So if he, gets, he goes to a team where he's really the, the one of the main options, like the real main option, one of the real main options, like the one, one spot, as he's asking for, yeah, that's the Knicks. His that's score, it. his score is the Knicks. His scores are going to be padded up, but are they necessarily going to be really good? There's a chance for them to be solid because the East is extra weak right now because everybody transitioned to the look, West. Look, the East is weak, but not at the one spot. Every night he don't have to. Who? But Isaiah and John Wall. What? Kemba. Who else? Uh, Dragic. Nobody worry about Dragic. He can cook. We got to stop him too. Yeah. You don't care about that shit. Reggie Jackson, he's solid. I, I, he's more of a challenge than Dragic. Healthy Rondo, 
Nobody worried about that old ass. I you you saying that, but Boston was about to lose that series. I'm not not worried about Rondo. All right, not now, not, not now. Look, talk back then, like three, four years ago. Yeah, yo, it's a it's a matter of how Kyrie plays. Nigga, Rondo gonna then, kill. He's gonna kill Kyrie. It's not about Rondo scoring in that situation. He you can't know? guard Kyrie right now. All right. He can't guard Kyrie right now. Nick Kyrie can guard himself. He's the reason that, again, well, I just said the nigga takes 20 shots a game, scores 22 points. He's still one of the most, he's probably the best one on one player in the league right now. But it's not one on one when LeBron and Kevin Love now on the floor. Now it's one on five. Let's be real. You just said when LeBron now on the floor, he got nothing but shooters around him. He still don't pass. So, yeah. are, you, he going to do that on the Knicks? I'm just talking about his playing style. Like, he's he's going to try to go for it. but I, I think that's going to be too difficult. Like, to to come in every single night and, and, and be that dude, I think that's going to be too difficult to do it and put up the shots, especially, like, a, a Knicks situation or say, like, I know he's not going to the Pelicans, but, like, well, not. They, I mean, they got AD in them, but, like, say he went to, like, the Kings, like a, a right. franchise like that where there's nobody else. I just don't see him being able to put up those numbers when he is the absolute focal point where there's no one else that we're worried about. Right. I feel, like, back to the question of whether or not it's just career suicide, I feel it would be career suicide if he goes to the West. Honestly. Mm. I feel like he needs to stay on the In the East, East. yeah. He needs to stay in the East in order for him to oh. still have... I'm sending to the death. Oh. Yeah. He still, yeah, he still needs to, he needs to stay on the East in order to have any type of chance of being, like you said, an all-star because mm-hmm. the West is so stacked right now that he literally he has no chance of even, like, individually just being that guy. Yeah. I personally feel like the Knicks is probably his best bet. That's just me personally. I think him going to the Knicks is probably his best bet. Yeah. You know. Look, I think the Knicks is the best bet, but, like, even with that, if he don't make the playoffs, you know what's going to happen. It's not a success if he does. That's what I'm saying. He has to. He yeah. got to make it to the playoffs and make noise but that's with the, the thing. team. I think with the East being how the landscape changed so drastically in the span of two weeks over the summer, mm. I feel like the I feel like the Knicks can easily make the playoffs with, with a Kyrie Irving and Porzingis if they learn how to play. Because it's, it's that week. Look, two years, last two years, East has been fire. Like East has been the stronger conference, but literally everybody went to the West. So look, I mean, you say that, but if if we go back to like most people don't know shit podcast, this nigga said the Knicks should have made the playoffs, you know, with the team they had last year. Yeah, off paper. Well, well, yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying. The Knicks are historically have had great teams on paper. I think you're right, but I think they would make it. I think, I think with the excitement of Kyrie with Porzingis, if they could work, if they could find somehow to have some some to coexist. And with the landscape of the East, it's probably three or four top guards that he really have to go up against day in and day out. Out of 12 teams, I believe, right? It's 12 teams? 15. 15 teams yeah. on the East. Like, yeah, like, I, he, he, I think he'll get off on, on a lot of nights. Like, like but, but, well, I, I, it's not, for me, it ain't about getting off. I knew, like, we know the nigga score. Like, he basically is a Rucker Park NBA player. Like, he's an N1 NBA player. We all, we know that. But I'm talking about, like, we're talking about success. And and that's ultimately what you judge great players by. He's already proven to be a great player. Right. But 
is he one of them dudes who could be on a shitty ass team and still be a great player? I don't. I see him as like again, even like when T Mac was scoring thirty something a game, nigga was taking about twenty shots. This nigga's go, the average thirty on a team without a LeBron and a Tristan Thompson nigga who just gets rebounds and hands it back to you. He's gonna have to put up thirty shots a night. He's gonna have to be AI twenty seven shots, twenty eight shots every single night. And that's, I don't see him being. He don't play like AI in terms of the um the energy. I don't know. He'd kill him, man. Like. That dude is a kid. He, he's kind of a kid. If you ask him to shoot more, I think he can do it. I don't know how efficient. If you want to say efficiency. Good, but that's, what, yeah. that's the name of the game. I don't know how efficient he will be. Do I think his numbers will get padded up? Yes, I think his numbers will get go up five to, to maybe ten more points. I think I think that would definitely happen. But, like, like I don't know how efficient he will be. But he's a killer, man. Like, it's. For what he did in the playoffs, he's a killer. Like he, he clearly has. No, but part of, a lot of a lot of that is having that dude on the floor, or having the shooters on the floor where you can't you can't cheat off the shooters. Like you saw what LeBron did in the playoffs this year; he just ran right by niggas. Because yeah. everybody was like, "Listen, I ain't letting Kyle Korver get hot. I'm not letting Jr. get hot. I'm not let." And it was nice when Kevin Love was on fire in the playoffs, and niggas was right. like, "Fuck, man! Like, yo, if we don't." You know, double this nigga LeBron, Kevin Love gonna smoke us. Yeah. So it's one of those situations where can he do that without those people there? Because when they wasn't there, yeah, he was about a 19, 20 point a game score, and people don't realize he averaged more points with LeBron on the team. Hmm. Right, true, true. So it's like he was averaging 19, 20 points a game, and now he on the team with LeBron, you know, he's not gonna be on the team with LeBron again. I don't see Porzingis getting this nigga looks. Porzingis needs somebody to give him some looks. I mean, uh, Porzingis. But Kyrie can do that though. He can give him looks, but it just won't be nah. No. On a night to night consistent. Yeah, that's the and that's the issue with Porzingis. Porzingis, the nigga who's on the cusp of being the next great seven foot nigga. Like he's the new, like he is what the new bigs are. Like seven foot can handle the ball, is fast, got stupid bounce, can shoot from three, can pass. Like, nigga is a shot blocker. Like, he's everything that young, like, uh, bigs are supposed to be. And, like, the Knicks aren't using that nigga correctly. And then, what he averaged, what, 17 or 18 last year? He averaged, I think, the yeah, first two averaged, seasons at 18 and 19 points a game. Oh, no, he just two. This is going to be, yeah, three right here. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. It's first. The, the first, first, yeah, season, yeah, yeah 17 and the 18. Yeah, so like, so it's like one of them situations. He, I'm sure, if you put a real point guard like a Conley type nigga or somebody who's gonna get that nigga the ball. He's a 25 point a game scoring nigga. Easy <laughs> at that. Easy effortless. Because you know how Melo shoot. You know that nigga get it. It's, it's basically a dub. So. Tired of that. So it's just one of them situations where. I don't know. I, I I think Kyrie is talented as fuck. Nigga, easily is one of the most talented fucking like one on one players and ball handlers. But when you put a nigga on an island, nigga, you saw what happened to Russ' efficiency. Russ already wasn't the most efficient player, but the moment that KD was gone, you throw that whole shit out the window, nigga. And sometimes you gotta look at Russ' situation is different from Kyrie. Russ was left at this point right now. Russ was left with bums and one and one good center. He had one good big man. Center, yeah, and the game will play good last year. Yeah, he had an offseason last year, but he had one one good person on his team. He's by himself. Everybody else can't shoot. 
my man efficiency go out the window. Like you, you not thinking about shooting a good percentage when nobody else could score on your team. Like you know <laughs> so. Well, I mean, but some some of that was Russ's, you know, giving it to to you at the end of the clock, and you all the deep on you ain't really a jump shooter. Like some of that is that, and you know, Melo used to do that to niggas too. That's used to make Shumper and the niggas look bad like that. I just hope if the Nick Kyrie do go somewhere, it is in the East. One, because that's going to give, you know, LeBron a little bit more, you know, shit to go through so that when niggas get to the finals, the rest of the team ain't flabbergasted the way they was in the finals this year. Because that's what happened, nigga. Like, the rest of the team saw the way they ran through everybody else, and then they got in the finals, and them niggas was deer in the headlights. Like, oh, shit. These niggas are real. They're real. Somebody help. Help. LeBron like, nigga, I got 40 right now. What else, what, what you want me to do? Like... Nick Kyrie got 37, nigga, like, we got to score 70? Like, that shit is crazy. He was like, that shit was good enough last year. I, I feel like he could have, because he has two years left on his contract, right? Yeah. I think he should just wait this. If he would have waited this, waited this contract out, like, after, after this year, if LeBron looking like he's leaving, then ask for a trade, too. You know what I'm saying? But, like, he should have waited this year out. At least waited oh, this, coming, this coming, this coming season. Excuse me. Yeah. At, at least waited this look, coming season. Look, that's what I said. I said he should just wait it out this season. And if LeBron left, I would have just said trade that nigga Kevin Love. Go give me some young players. Trade that nigga. I ain't gonna lie. LeBron would have left out about you. Trade me to a decent team. Like, like once you win a championship or been in the finals two or three straight times, I'm not going. I'm not trying to go through no whole rebuilding process. I don't care how young I am. I don't care if I'm, if I'm Kyrie's age, I'm 26 turning 27 at that time now. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I need to be on a team where I'm one of the focal point, maybe the one or two two men on the team, and I, we're somewhat of a contender or on the cusp of being a contender. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to play for no shitty-ass team for the next three, four years, and then maybe as I'm exiting out my prime, we, have a, we finally have a squad. You know what I'm saying? True. And maybe two years before that, even though I'm still killing now, two years before that, if I had left when I should have left, I might have been already in the finals again one or two more times. You know what I'm That's saying? That's a fact. So, I don't know. I, like, I, I think if he get traded, if he don't go to the Spurs, he probably never going back to the finals again. That's a fact. I'm just going to keep, like, in his career, it's probably, unless, unless it's like, oh, it's old-ass Kyrie. It's like Darren Williams Kyrie. And the nigga, <laughs> and he make it on the roster at the end of the shit, like, type shit. <laughs> But, like, if he leave Cleveland prematurely, I don't think that nigga ever going to see that gold ball again. It's a wrap. At best, all he could do is go to the East, nigga, and just get all-star MVPs and shit like that. Pull a Melo? And Melo ain't even got one of those shits. So, the only only thing that he could do is is do, like, make all-star teams and, you know, win gold medals and shit. He got the ring. And I think he, I think he got a little too happy over that shit. Yeah, I got one. I'm, I'm good. Thinking, yeah, I think that um, that one chip got him like thinking, I can do this elsewhere. Yeah, I don't need these I, niggas. Yeah, I don't need these niggas. Yeah, because he know that he was honestly the reason, not the sole reason, but he was a heavy. Oh, no, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like you know what? I can do this elsewhere. I performed. Like in a to an elite level in the finals when I'm one, I can do this elsewhere with anybody else. You put anybody else around me, I got there. I feel that's what. Yeah, the nigga, the nigga could stake his claim to winning the hardest NBA finals ever. 
Yeah. Like, so, with that yeah. being said, you know, like, you put the right niggas around them, it should all iron out. But in most of those cases, putting the right niggas around them is like, he gonna have, realistically, he gonna have to do the shit Steph did. Like, you gonna have to bring another MVP type nigga into, onto your team or join a team with an MVP type nigga. And you gonna, at times, really take the super back seat. And you can't bitch and complain about it. You gotta... You gotta think about maybe there's other factors. Maybe it's not just him. Maybe it's somebody in his ear. Oh, like Kobe? No, you know, yeah. that's his mentor. The funny thing is, I don't even think it's. I really don't even think it's Kobe. It could have been. Hey, Kobe was 26 when he told niggas to give her the check. Just saying. I mean, I hear you. I, I mean, I understand he's his mentor, or whatever. But could be a family member. Could be another friend in the back in his ear, like, yo, my mm. man, like. Yeah, you could be making so much more money if you had your own team. You see these NBA contracts, they're crazy. Try to get on your own, get on your next team, killed and re-signed for 200. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's probably somebody like that in his ear. You never know. Remember, these guys have outside of, they probably have more outside influences than the regular Joes like us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but is he an all-NBA player? Because he can't get a Supermax contract without that. So, is he going to, like, say he leaves, is he going to be an all-NBA player? If you're on the Timberwolves, I don't see it. Because at best, we're going to score 18 points a game. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I just don't see that. If you're on the Spurs, we score, he probably have more assists. But it's going to be some growing pains in terms of, like, their style of play. Because there ain't no one-on-ones. Definitely not. No, not at all. You get lucky, get an ISO. Kai, Kai, uh, Kawhi get an ISO here and there. I mean, nigga, no, he just make it, nigga. Like <laughs> that's what. Well, he's the man. He's the man. That's all for you know. And they swing it two or three times. That's what I'm saying. It's all a swing. Yeah, they they had no one on one with you. Nigga, but it ain't one on one. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it ain't like it's a clear out. Like it ain't that Kobe shit. Like with your fingers and shit. Like <laughs> nigga. So it's one of them situations. So I don't. I, I don't know the nigga. The Kyrie. He put himself in a tough place. Yeah. One of the things I heard. I don't know how true this is. But I've heard the part of the reason why he wanted to trade is because his name came up in the possible trade for Oh, that's a fact. Jimmy, I, I heard that too. For, for Jimmy Butler and Paul so, George. Right, so if... I was thinking if I was Kyrie, I put... I've been with this organization since I got drafted. I've been through the ups and the downs with this organization. For real. And you throw my name... Like, you already intended or even flirted with the possibility of even trading me anyway for someone else. I'm going to want to be like, well, fuck you. I'm out of here. Well, I don't think I they... Agree. They, I agree. I no, agree. No, I get, no, I, I think you're you right there, but I don't think that they threw his name. I think the team's called... and Like, when they're calling to say, oh, I want Paul George, what do you want? Niggas said... I'm sure Kyrie is at the top of most of them niggas' list and not Kevin Love. Them niggas is trying to see if they can finesse Kyrie when sending out their star player. Like, nigga, if, if, if I'm the GM of the Bulls and I'm calling, you know, um, David Griffin, at the, you know, who's the GM at the time, nigga, oh, yeah. So, yeah, niggas want Jimmy Butler? Oh, word. Let me get Kyrie, nigga. <laughs> let me get, like, I'm, that's the first thing I'm saying. I'm not going to be like, oh, let me get Kevin. I don't give a fuck about that nigga. Shit. If you, if you mention he's going to be on the trade, I'm like, oh, fuck, man. That's true as well. That's true as well. It could be, nobody don't, like, we don't know what the the phone calls was like. Exactly. I agree with you, Trey. Like, if it's something... who Who's always been on the trading block repeatedly every year? And he's a big name, too. Kevin Love? 
Yeah, it feels like <laughs> it feels like if, it feels like a Kevin Love situation where they're always talking about trading me. That is different, but I could I could, I agree with y'all on both sides. Yeah. I do think I don't know if Cleveland really yeah. wanted to trade. Guys. I don't, I don't really, think that they wanted after them? those performances. I don't I don't yeah. see why they would do that. It was because of him they won that chip. Like you know what I'm saying? He came clutch in all a lot of those games, even this year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't. To me, and he's only twenty five. So to me, I don't think Cleveland is trying to trade him. It's probably the other teams definitely yeah. inquiring about him. Yeah. Because they need a big. They want a big name back. They're trying to get something back. Yeah. But then, if I'm Kyrie and other teams want me, then I would. I, sh- I don't think I would feel away about that because if other teams want me, then that just solidifies that I'm a. I'm someone who. I'm a player that someone wants. Yeah, and so, and it it'd be crazy if he did start complaining like that. That was the reason that he wants to get traded is because he was in trade rumors. Because the nigga said he wanted to go to the Bulls before Jimmy Butler got traded. So that would mean that you actually was cool with the Bulls inquiring about you and trying to get you in the trade. You just mad that Jimmy Butler wasn't going to be there when you got there. But also, he told rumors heard. I heard rumors about he told a lot of the guys on the Olympic team that. If LeBron leaves, he he wants to get traded yeah. and play with a couple of balls. So like, I don't know if that's a factor in it. Like, cause you hear LeBron, you hear LeBron, you know, possibly thinking about leaving. You hear LeBron's agent contacting the Lakers. So to be real, like I understand that shit too. Like my nigga LeBron, you do have a pass of picking up and leaving, my nigga. Well, nah, that, that contact with the Lakers is different, cause. Those two agents work together. The nigga who's the GM okay. now is used okay. to be a Kobe agent. Okay. And Rich Paul, the niggas work together. So that's nothing. Don't call. Don't call the Lakers squad. Talking, inquiring about LeBron. No, no, that's not what the conversation was about. They just know that there was contact between the two. Yeah, LeBron moves sneaky. Like my nigga, I ain't going front. I, I'm gonna keep it hundred. I agree with everything both of y'all are saying. But like, if if I'm if nigga, if you and I were in the league, my nigga, and then. We supposed to be buzzing shit, you know what I'm saying? And you had a similar past of leaving like LeBron, and then I hear your agent. LeBron told D Wade though, that's different. That's true. and he told Chris Bosh. How how long are you gonna wait? And I heard he told him kind of late too. No, he told D Wade was a part of the process. Oh, like D Wade was was doing the trips with the nigga and all that. D Wade was right there. He told Chris Bosh before he started doing all the meetings. He told Chris Bosh, "Yo, take the money from Miami. I'll trade up. Take the bread." I'm just saying, like. I can't blame Kyrie for even thought about jumping the gun because, like, you're not sure what LeBron is gonna look, exactly I, what he's gonna do. Flight risk, yo. Yeah, yeah, flight look, risk. no, I, I get it. He he is a, a risk to leave for sure. But if you think you have that relationship where you close to the nigga, the nigga D Wade didn't leave the shit the chance. The nigga just went on all the meetings with him. So D Wade knew where his mind was at. I don't think Kyrie and LeBron is that close. Like they're cool, they're but. But I'm saying, if you worry about like that, waited. no, I'm saying, but if you're that concerned, I'm picking up the phone like, yo, man, nigga, you trying to be out? That doesn't mean you going to tell him. No, no, I'm saying, but you you can read niggas, though. You can definitely read somebody. You know when somebody, like, you be like, oh, we about to go out, my nigga, you trying to come through? Like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> my bitch mad and shit. Like, uh, I mean, I could, you know, I do got some bread that I want to spend. Like, you know when somebody don't really want to go. I don't, I don't know, like, you right, but at the same time, I don't know. LeBron is a risk, my nigga, like, he is a risk, like, at the end of the, it's he's not double, like, he's a double-edged sword? Yes, he is. He's either gonna get you a chip, nigga, or he's gonna leave your ass high and dry. You fuck up one time, nigga, I'm out of here. <laughs> fuck that nigga. I'm the king, bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm the king, like, like, I'm out of here, like, he has.
so I don't know really. Like I can't really blame Kyrie for like my nigga. I'm 25. This bitch ass nigga picks up and leave. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not trying to be in a shitty ass team in Cleveland where players are not gonna come. Like you know what I'm saying. Only reason why players are coming there is because LeBron was there, and they know most likely they're gonna make it to the conference finals or or the finals in general. So I'm saying, does that say something about Kyrie though? Because if you're saying the free agents will only come because LeBron is there, Kyrie's a gunner. Most niggas don't want to play with gunners. That's that's just let's just keep it. At, and I told mm-hmm. you he was a gunner. So mm-hmm. niggas see LeBron, niggas is gonna want to go play play with LeBron. Niggas he's gonna get Tim you Duncan, the ball. He's gonna get you the ball. Mm-hmm. Niggas seen Tim, Tim Duncan, they know they're he's gonna win. Player, he's yeah. a team player. Like if you if you're a gunner, he would allow you to go off in time. He's gonna tell you to the fuck out in his way. He's gonna yeah. start staring at Golden you. Golden State, all them niggas like, like the share and shit. Yeah, yeah, like so certain yeah. players you know, but but then certain players you don't know. Like I'm, nigga, I'm not going to play with Kyrie. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not. I'm not. So even if he goes somewhere, you you basically saying it's a dub. Like, he better hope that his team is stacked. Because free agents ain't going to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm trying to go over here. Yes. Yes, they're not. They're not. I'm su- to keep it real, I'm surprised Paul. Russ, one of my favorite players, and you know that. But, like, I'm surprised Paul George was willing to go. No, he was Paul George laid back, son. That nigga don't even care about shots and none of that. He don't care about none of that shit. That's why, like, that shit is a... A match made in heaven. Because Paul George is the type of nigga who will take big shots when Russ is tired and shit and when Russ needs the, the help. But he ain't out here like, nigga, what about my stats, bro? Like, I need I need better stats. Like, Paul George don't care about that shit. That's true. I never heard him really. Yeah, nigga. Remember, the nigga was scoring like 28 a game, 26 a game a, a few years ago. And nigga, now he scored around 20, nigga. But he don't be bitching. Nigga's on a team full of scrubs other than Miles Turner, nigga. And he was not bitching about scoring. I would have been going into the coach's office every day, nigga. What's good? Give me more shots. I need ten more shots, nigga. So it, that that's one of them shits. I don't know. Paul George, that was a, that was a good fit for them. But besides Paul George, like my nigga, if I was a combo guard after I seen how Olo Deepa performed, I'm I'm kind of scared <laughs> to go play with Russell. Like you know, what I'm saying? unless you're a jump shooter. If you're a jump shooter, it don't matter. Yeah. Because you're not gonna get killer play like that. No, you're just not gonna handle the ball. That's it. You know what I'm saying? And even as a point guard, cause I, I, I play point guard. I got recruited to play college and all that shit. If a nigga like LeBron on my like at that school or on the team, say if I'm in the league or whatever, yeah. and I see LeBron, even though I'm not gonna be playing in the finals, I'm kind of a little weary because I'm like, my nigga, I might not have my job. He facilitates. You might become obsolete. Yeah, I'm become. Especially, I remember I'm not the tallest dude. Mm. You know, I, I'm not six five, six six, where I can do other shit. Like a, a five eight, and even if I was just six foot six one like Kyrie, like you know what I'm saying, mm. you predominantly need the ball in your hand to be effective. You know what I'm right. saying? So yeah. Well, I'm. I think this LeBron different than the, the like the earlier LeBron. Like this LeBron do let niggas do that shit, but Kyrie when he get that chance, more than likely he still be a dub. LeBron still facilitates. Kyrie gets more one on ones. But for the most part, LeBron and mine still facilitates. No, no, he did, he just happens to be the guy who's gonna make the passes. Then Kyrie does facilitate on eighteen. Know. He just don't make I passes, don't nigga. I don't see it. Kyrie gets the ball. LeBron gets the ball. Or if Kyrie gets the ball, LeBron know the move. All right, this nigga about to shoot. All right, go ahead, yeah, <laughs> nigga. That's, 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 that's not facilitating. I'm saying that's, that's not LeBron for. It's not. But it ain't like he treat him like Chalmers. He don't treat him like Chalmers, nigga. But. <laughs> LeBron be dominantly Trey, Trey, as a, as a Miami Heat fan, do you feel like LeBron be treating Kyrie like like Rio? Nah, nah. 
Nigga, he lets him run that offense. The offense just turns into cot. It turns into Uncle Drew show, nigga. That, that's not LeBron's fault. Like, to me, he's a primary, he's a primary facilitator. Whatever. Like, to me, I think LeBron is doing this. He has not. Yes, Kyrie got more shots, but he has not taken the step back to be like, my nigga, I'm gonna grab this rebound and give it to you. He no, he does that every now and then. No, he does that a lot, especially when he's, he does. He'd be tired a lot. So, nigga, he led the league in minutes in the playoffs and in the regular Sorry, season. He don't. He, he still facilitates. And even if he does do Man, that... No, he just even, to, no, he's the best facilitator on their team. Even if he does... He is. But I'm just... <laughs> as a point guard, as I said, to go play with LeBron, I'm kind of weary. My nigga, you're going to take my job. Like, you're not going to... You're not going to grab the rebound all the time and give it to me. Or even if you do, once I get back down the floor... I got to give it back to you. You're going to come to the key. You're still going to facilitate the offense. They're running pick and rolls off you and shit like that. Like, yeah. it's, it's the same thing, my nigga. It's, it doesn't matter if he gets the ball and then you bring you it know back. The you know what the real issue is? Other than the Olympics, we never see that nigga with a good point guard. Like a solid, facilitating point guard. We ain't never seen it. In the Olympics, he don't got the ball in his hands all day. Exactly. That was Jason Kidd. That's the one time I ever well, saw no, him. Like, Paul, 22 Paul, yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, he let them niggas is the point guard. He does, well, does he get assists? Those are different. Those, yeah, he gets assists. He gets wild assists, too. He's always a playmaker. But those guys, like Chris Paul won't dead punch you in your mouth. You don't give him the ball. Like, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like yo, give me the fucking ball. Like, give, me the fucking, he was dead, give me the fucking ball. <laughs> it's not your job. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Maybe he just ain't have enough, you know, actual point guards around him so that he ain't have to do the job. That's just, I'm not trying, it's not a fault. Don't get me wrong. I'm no, no, I'm, no, I'm just saying. Stop, I, so stop I, trying to defend that nigga. He just, no, it's not, it's not defending him. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's trying to defend You're him. saying you'd be wary to play with the nigga because yeah. he would take your job, but if you're a good-ass point guard, I, then he wouldn't, it wouldn't be no reason. But that's that's the true, but it's still a it's still a point guard. It's hard, my nigga. Like, you got, remember, you play the three and the combo most of your life. Yeah. So you're not looking at it from a nigga like me who's primarily I had to play the one unless if I got hot and they put me at the two. And I remember, I'm undersized as it is. Yeah, as it so, is, like, yeah. I'm always thinking as the one perspective. Like, I'm, yes, I would love to play with LeBron because I'll get easier shots. And you get chips. You and get chips and I'll get notoriety, more notoriety. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, my job, like, they're not going to see all my game. Mm-hmm. Right, like, you, you know, feel like you're underused in a sense. Yeah, Mo Williams. Mo Williams was a killer before he got to play with LeBron. Yeah. Mo Williams was a killer. You cannot say he wasn't. He was a right. killer. Right, really killed his career. My nigga. Them playoff performances, nigga. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> not LeBron. Mo Williams is he not. made an all-star team on Cleveland. I mean, he was hot. But think about it. <laughs> Mo Williams is not a knockdown. Can he shoot? Yes. He's not a knockdown like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson kind of KD-type shooter. He gets hot. He'll hit a couple. He has Maybe a nice thing. Like, basically, that golden <laughs> state. He's a guy that comes off the dribble. He's a pick and roll guy. He's very crafty. You know what I'm saying? Does he play that Kyrie? No. But they're similar. They get to the basket, up and unders, and stuff like that. He did all of that. He's averaging over 20 points a game for like three, four straight seasons. He got Then he got to Cleveland. He kind of disappeared. No, no, he ain't averaged 20 until he got to Cleveland. No, he did average 20 in Milwaukee, bro. Look that up. That's a nah, fact. You can look at, nah, he didn't. That's a fact. As I was saying, nigga. <laughs> 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 nigga was, it sounds good. He was a 20-point was was guy in Milwaukee, though. Real talk. Yeah, but 18 before he got to Cleveland. So, like, you know, like, he got there. He, he 
you know, his mo- he still performed good, but most of his game took a backseat. He became a catch-shoot guy. Mm-hmm. That's what LeBron does. Like, yes, he's a great facilitator, but if that's what you do as well, 6'8 guy that can do it as well, you're going to have to take the backseat. Mm-hmm. So, especially if you're the best player on your team. Yeah. yeah. Well, shit. Well, enough about this nigga Kyrie. I, I feel like he on some some he in a weird space right now. I I still think niggas should have wrote it out and just told niggas to trade Kevin Love. I would have told niggas trade LeBron, nigga. Tell you the truth, I ain't even gonna hold you. I would have walked in that shit like, don't trade me, trade that nigga. Go get pieces. Trade Kevin trade. Love. Go get like, pieces. You no, know, you don't trade LeBron. Like, LeBron to me, I think the way Cleveland looks at LeBron, he's not someone you just. Train. I see we'll burn that arena down. Hey, at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, if I'm Dan Gilbert, it ain't about it ain't about them niggas, man. I need to make the best move for me business wise. The nigga businesses in Detroit not doing well. The Cavs just lost the finals and he type he type fucked up the whole front office just now. Nigga, I need to get control of this shit. Cause ultimately LeBron is in control. Until the, that summer of twenty eighteen, nigga, LeBron is in full control again. This shit is twenty ten all over again. So it's either you gonna let this nigga shit on you again, leave to go to LA, nigga, or go somewhere else. And then what if the nigga makes the finals again? And what if y'all niggas go back to the basement? Nah, I'm trading this nigga. I'm keeping Kyrie, nigga. I'm trading LeBron, nigga. I'm getting a whole bunch of pieces for that nigga. You trade and I'm trading Kevin Love. They'll send you the whole team. That's what I'm saying, nigga. You get that? That's a come up. Kyrie won't be bitching no more. You trade LeBron, nigga. That is a come up. That's, that's like when niggas trade a Shaq. Just saying. Kobe's stupid for that because Kobe could have had two points. Hey, but them, no, no. Mitch Kobe would have had seven tips. Kobe not stupid. Kobe would have had seven tips. Oh, look, Kobe not stupid. If he, if Mitch Kupchak is stupid. That nigga that traded them niggas for Karan Butler, who was fucking 21. Nigga Odom, who was 22. Nigga, <laughs> them niggas was young niggas when they got to fucking L.A. Them niggas was dead watching Kobe. Oh, my God, Kobe. You killing them. You killing them, nigga. Don't pass it to me. Here, have it back. Like... So it ain't gonna be like that with whoever comes to play with Kyrie if you trade LeBron and, and Kevin Love. I'm just saying that's an option. Man. Kevin Love contract is bad in terms of what he could do for you in the absolute in the finals in the big moments. So it's a bad contract there. Everywhere else is a decent. It's contract. The, I don't think you understand. It's not the contracts or the team thing I'm worried. It's the city. The city's gonna kill that nigga. <laughs> like, nigga, the city ain't killing the first time. Nigga, because LeBron left no, on his own flesh. Yeah, LeBron left. Nah, but them niggas hated, they hated both of them. The city left, the city hated LeBron more because he left on his own accord. Now, get Dan Gilbert coming in like, yeah, we trading this nigga? <laughs> oh, he's bailing LeBron out if he do that. He's bailing him out. You know how the bailout shot, you pump fake? Mm-hmm. You could, you ain't get the shot, you pump fake, nigga jumps, so you jump into him and try to get the foul? That's basically that. LeBron easily, but listen, I didn't want to leave. He traded me. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I I, no, I, no, look, I get that. But, like, imagine if the nigga was to get, like, a Russ back in that trade or to get, like, he's a nigga. If you trade LeBron, you're getting a top five player back. OKC ain't trading Russ You don't think OKC would trade Russ for LeBron? Nope. Nigga, yeah, you're wild. Like any would trade nigga, Russ. anybody would trade their star, except for Golden State. Anyone who trade they star player. Okay, Russell is in the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, so like that means nothing. That's, that's their LeBron, sir. Look, that means nothing. That's, 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 that means they get a absolutely nothing. Offer with LeBron in it. Sorry, Russ. We appreciate. Nigga, you took you about to trade the exact same amount of points and maybe assists and rebounds for efficiency. 
and the niggas who are whack on your team is gonna automatically get better because he gonna give these niggas the ball and opportunities. And you still have Paul George, nigga. I'm trading that nigga tomorrow, nigga. What are you talking about? <laughs> that nigga gone, nigga. Nigga, say, yo, and nigga, imagine if they was like, oh, New Orleans, we want AD and Boogie for LeBron. That's Bet, it. trade them, trade these niggas, trade these niggas is gone, nigga. Like, come on now, that shit ain't gonna, that shit ain't gonna fly, nigga. Them niggas is gone. Dan Gilbert can't, he can't commit that trade. If LeBron is gonna get up out of there, it has to be on his own accord. Nigga, Dan Gilbert, don't listen to that black nigga. You better listen to me, nigga. I agree with Shador. That shit's not nah. Dan I'm Gilbert. Like really Black people in Cleveland already don't like you, bro. Trade that nigga. <laughs> but get get on the control of the team. Like nigga, he might have to sell that team when LeBron leave anyways. What the fuck you talking about? I just said the nigga businesses is doing bad. The Cavs the only shit making that nigga money and that shit going terribly wrong. Nigga, it, come on, the nigga just lost in the finals and they whole shit just collapsed. They didn't. They didn't sign nobody in the offseason. Nigga, Calderon, Derrick Rose for two million, and Jeff Green. That's gonna beat Golden State next year. This nigga's bugging. Them niggas. It's over. It's a wrap. You gonna make it to the finals, but you getting smoked. And the only reason you make it to the finals is that six eight nigga. So you might as well just end that shit now before he leave you. Cause if he goes to some shitty team, niggas gonna be sick. He gonna, I'm telling you, he's not gonna trade that team. He's not gonna not the team. He's not gonna trade LeBron. I'm t- that's that's come on, son. That's equal to like fucking uh Dolan trading Patrick Ewing and his fucking prime, nigga. Like, but let's be real, you know, did you kill that nigga? No, he didn't kill that nigga if he did that. Nigga, like, nobody thought that Jerry Buss and, and Mitch Kupchak was gonna trade Shaq. Nobody thought that at the time. You know, I felt no, I felt that that Kobe was. No, we knew there was a beef, but nigga, they won chips through that beef. I think that's a different situation, though. What's the difference? The young nigga, the young nigga wants to take over the reins from the old nigga. No, I'm talking about like what those guys meant to that city. Like that's L.A. Oh, you saying they don't mean shit to L.A.? Like yeah, at that point they yeah. did mean a lot, but they didn't mean like, not, to, not what LeBron. Not what LeBron is to Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> so that's why like it's a little bit different. They could have executed that trade, and it's, the blowback is not the same. They fucking trade LeBron. Like, LeBron is Cleveland. Like that he's the business for real. Like they trade that nigga, it's over. You said niggas closing everything. Nigga, they barbershops are closing. Don't have a teammate. It's going to be a wrap. We're going to move. Like, you have to relocate. I'm sorry. <laughs> Niggas got to move like 2K. But click is going to be like Seattle. Like, <laughs> 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 Niggas, Seattle Cavaliers, nigga. <laughs> Shit. But, yeah, no, enough about these Cleveland niggas. Shit. So, there's a big-ass fight tomorrow. Like, well, according to this nigga, Shanoa, he feel like it's a big fight between uh, Adrian Broner, AB, about billions, nigga, about bitches. <laughs> Athletic bastard. And nigga, athletic bastard. And uh, Mikey Garcia, who's really like a lightweight and shit. He ain't really a fucking um, junior welterweight. But they, them niggas got to fight tomorrow. Then you got Floyd and um, Connor, which is going to be a circus, on August 26th. And then in September, you got probably what I think is going to be the fight of the year and the shit that everybody really should watch if you you know like boxing, you like, you know, uh Combat sports is gonna be gloved in and fucking Canelo. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be some shit. 
I had to pose the question to you fellas. Do you feel like boxing is back? Because this is the most, like, big-time fights I've seen in one calendar year in a boxing, like, in, in a boxing arena in, yeah, probably 10, 15 years. Like, I don't remember seeing, because we had Keith Thurman and, um, and Danny Garcia earlier in the year, and now we got this shit, these three fights coming up. It's like, is boxing back where it's supposed to be at? Oh, we had Ward and Kovalev, too, earlier this year, so. I think, me personally, I think the last two years boxing has smoked UFC. Well, now, you, it's got to be, you got to say MMA, because UFC is just one, but, you know, so you strike for so in, in all the combat sports, I think boxing in the last two years it's has, come back. has made a big comeback. I mean, through the PBC, where they show these big fights on local Local, uh, TV, local network TV, TV network yeah. television, and you know they're they're putting against they're they're doing what they haven't been doing over the last 10, 15 years of finally making the fighters the 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 best fighters fight each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So doing the PBC thing is is pretty much bringing these guys notoriety because before boxing was on premium television, the economy is doing not doing so well. People can't afford Showtime and HBO like that. Mm. Now that those those channels are actually cheaper now, you can get Showtime by ten bucks a month now. Mm-hmm. Like because the streaming services, the streaming services. So they did that. They're making people are now tuning into Showtime and HBO to watch these fights now because they've been seeing them, seeing these on big TV. fights on local television. But come on, son, like you got Broner, who's probably the most controversial fighter. He's very good, but he's the enemy of himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. Cheeseburgers and alcohol is that nigga's worst enemy. Yes. Toughest fights he ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> nigga, McDonald's nigga and that Douce nigga. She got this nigga on the edge, nigga. That's a fact. Like, like he has the, the problem with boxing before was you, you had too many safe personalities and you didn't have guys who wanted to take risks. Now that they're being forced to fight some of the best fighters. And you have more guys with personalities, such as Keith Thurman, uh, uh, Adrian Broner, uh, uh, even Canelo has a great personality because he, he talked that shit when he's ready. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Anthony Joshua, the big, the big British heavyweight. Oh yep. You, yep. you got Deontay Wilder. He's, he's a wild nigga. Yeah, like these guys have great personalities. People are tuning in. Nobody's trying to see any other combat sports like that when you know. Some of your best fighters are not there. Brock Lesnar is no longer in the UFC. John Jones is gone. Well, they, John Jones fight tomorrow. He's fight he tomorrow. Fight Cormier tomorrow. But nobody gives a fuck about that shit right now. Oof. Like, who are they talking about? Floyd Mayweather and McGregor. I'm seeing Madonna, uh, not Madonna, uh, uh, Garcia and Broner's shit everywhere. More than I'm seeing Cormier and, and, and John, John Jones. Jones. Like, to me, they done had to take this shit. To bring some notoriety to a sport, but it's gonna work against him because if, mm-hmm. if Floyd is anything like he was before he retired, it's gonna be looking kind of crazy for Conor. He might die in that shit. Mm-hmm. There's no competition anyway, but again, there's no competition. <laughs> I really feel like Floyd is gonna embarrass that anyway. Yeah, I I feel like um, boxing is definitely um, coming back. To the to the days where people really was excited to watch it, mm. um, and MMA, the whole MMA like brand and, and branch or whatever of combat um, fighting, I feel it died down. I'm like honestly, I feel it's died down to a point where 
no one's really checking for it, like you said, because their top guys are not there anymore. Yeah. Or either they're not there anymore, or they've lost their like their their appeal, and it's just like, nah. So they have. I feel like, especially for UFC in this case, and all of that, or, or just Miss Marshall, they had to do a fight between a boxer and a MMA fighter just to even possibly get some type of buzz to keep it going because mm-hmm. I feel like they're just struggling to stay above. Yeah, now <clears throat> the shit all changed when the Holly Holm kicked fucking Ronda Rousey in the face, my nigga. I ain't even gonna lie to you. When she called with that kick, nigga, really that did. shit took the whole air out of UFC, nigga. About three months later, nigga, Nate Diaz fucking chokes out Connor. And now both of your top two stars lose. John Jones on his way back from, re- from you know, all the rehab and all that shit, because, you know, he be on his, his pills and his alcohol and shit. John Jones supposed to fight Cormier, a nigga he already beat, who ain't never beat him for the belt they fighting for. And out of nowhere, John Jones positive, gets a positive PED test. And then you let Brock Lesnar fight, and then you say that he uh, gives a positive test. And it was like, you just killed UFC all in, like, about six, seven months. Yep. <clears throat> then Holly Holm loses to Misha Tate, so now you're not going to see Ronda Rousey in um, Holly Holm. Then Ronda Rousey loses her next fight. Now the bitch just acting. She couldn't fight in the first place. Yeah. So now it's, it's one of those situations where it's like, you know, Ronda Rousey probably done. She, she more than likely not come back to Octagon. Then Connor is, is getting his biggest payday of, payday of his life, and it's only $25 million. Nigga, UFC getting the rest. And then fucking, yeah, John Jones is back, and him and Brock Lesnar are flirting with fighting after, uh, you know, he fights Cormier. But Brock Lesnar is already saying, like, nigga, like, uh, we, he don't know what happened with the first drug test. Because, uh, little known fact, um, if you don't know that much about wrestling, uh, Vince McMahon has been sued about, a hundred times for PEDs. Like, over and over and over. This nigga don't play. Just last year, one of their female competitors who they were trying to make her have a good push on, the girl was on Total Divas and shit, so it ain't like, you know, it was somebody that they ain't really care about. Like, she was on a TV show, a reality TV show, too. She got the most random uh, positive drug test because she was taking some sleeping medication and she didn't tell the WWE doctors before. She ain't handing no paperwork for it. So if Brock Lesnar is, you know, failing PED tests there, but he's not failing it in WWE, we got a problem. Yeah. Somebody's going to have to figure out where the fuck he failed at. Because that, that don't make sense. And John Jones still saying he didn't, you know, he don't know how he failed. And I believe him, too. So it's one of them situations where it was like, were you trying to build Connor to be the biggest shit? And then now Connor knows that, you know, you're only paying them about a million to fight and shit, and you're breaking in hundreds of millions every time you do a pay-per-view. So now he he going to boxing because, you know, Floyd been flirting with that boxing shit and is offering to get this nigga as much money as he can. Yeah. I mean, you making one million a fight. Boxers make more than... Uh, the top boxers make 1.5 a fight. So, as not like... And those are not even pay-per-view fights. Those are just premium channel fights. So, like... Connor is making one million for a pay per view fight and maybe get two million on the back end. That's crazy. Like a boxer, if you're if you're lucky, if you're popular, no, enough, I know, but he's rarely seeing back end shit. Like pay, they pay per view buys, them niggas don't get pay per view buys got, like that. He got he got, he got a couple he, he of got fights, a, but not majority. Again, the niggas, I think he has fifteen uh, mixed martial arts fights. 
I think he probably got three or four pay per view buys. Yeah, work. yeah. But I'm saying the last two fights he got some back end money. But that's nothing. He he said he made three million on his last fight. That, that's gross. That's gross, nigga. He's the biggest star in fucking UFC. But that's off the back end. He made one. His purse was one million, <laughs> and he made two million. A a, a good boxer who gets a pay per view, he gets maybe four million for his pay per view fight. <laughs> And then another four to four to six million on the back end. Look, if you're talking biggest names in boxing, like niggas like Can- Canelo is not getting in the ring for no one million. <laughs> not even close. Nigga, you can't have a conversation with Floyd for a million. Fuck the fight. You can't have a conversation about a fight for a million dollars. So for a nigga to be making only a million, three million with the pay-per-view buys, nigga, Floyd probably got that in all of his kids. Um, trust funds. That's a fact. Three million. <laughs> nigga, like... That's a fact. Nigga, tax problems and all. I'm sure he got way more than that in his kids' trust funds than what Connor has made. Niggas talking about it with Connor, if, you know, after this fight, this will be Connor's biggest payday of his career and will equal more than what he's made so far mm-hmm. in MMA. Crazy. 25 million. You know what's so funny, though? What's, t- what's really selling this fight? Is you got these these you know backyard fighting hooligans, <laughs> and to keep it real, like they think oh MMA is true fighting. I'm like, dude, it's just it's called mixed martial arts. They take bits of every kind like, of style. Yeah. yeah, that's not real martial arts. Like you don't have a real taekwondo person in the UFC. You don't have a real kickboxing person. You don't have real, it no more or anymore. Yeah, yeah, because that's how it started. Yeah. So, like, so they feel like, oh, they're the most complete fighter. They can go into any combat sport because they do mixed martial arts and be the greatest at it. And I'm like, all right, boxing is a, box, boxing is a, if you want to think about it, it's a martial art itself. It's, you have, it's, a, it's a specialist sport, specialized in punching and weaving. So now you come in there, you can, you can no longer use your elbows, you can't use your knees, you can't use your legs, you can't grab because your hands are in the glove. Yeah. What, what you said, Sally? You, you can't grab, you can't grab with anyone, you can't, like, do takedowns and shit like that. Yeah, you can't, can't take down, yeah, yeah. No, ain't no grabbing pound or nothing. It's just, nah, you have to stand toe-to-toe with this person and throw them hands, like, <laughs> like, you nah, gotta be able to, we need, you gotta be able to take the hits. You gotta be able to counter. You gotta be. You gotta do a lot of shit. Boxing to me is, is such. It's so technical that you really like. It's it's something that you have to. As you said, you have to specialize and you have to train it. It's not just I'm just gonna go toe to toe and whatever I feel like I need to do, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna grab this person. I'm gonna throw him down. I'm gonna, not. There's not. There's none of that in boxing. So yeah, especially not with no top level niggas. Yeah, guys are fighting from their four or five years old. That that's what they specialize in. From their four, five, six years old, you come in there, you, you, you the man of the future. Thirties, early thirties, late twenties. No, he's twenty-eight. He's 28. No, I'm just saying as oh. an example, like oh, niggas okay. in their late, they in their early thirties, late twenties, and they want to get into boxing now. Yeah, you get your ass fucked <laughs> Who was that dude? The, the dude who was playing? Um, I think he was playing in the NFL, Gerald Washington or whatever. The dude who fought uh, Deontay Wilder. Dude was mad tall, got longer reach. Heavy as hell. He got he won a lot of fights though. Yeah, no, good fighter. Definitely a good fighter. Nigga just started fighting, I think, five years ago or some shit. He's like twenty eight. Nigga, when Deontay when he really felt that nigga power, 
and realizing he ain't fight nothing like this before, it was over, man. Like, it's one of those situations where, like, even Deontay Wilder, nigga, didn't start boxing until he was 18. Mm-hmm. But that much of an advantage over a dude who started boxing at 25, 24, 25, is like, you're going to... It's, it's nearly impossible to, to pick somebody off. Yeah. Like, it's just nearly impossible. And let me give you another secret, too. Like, MMA is bare-knuckle fighting. Almost. You got pretty much two three-ounce gloves. I'm, I'm sure if I hit somebody with two or three-ounce gloves, I'm going I'm to stun them or I'm going to knock them out. It's going to be some reaction. Now, right. not saying eight, ten, or twelve-ounce gloves are any different, but you need more power when you have that kind of pattern on. So, you know, people over here listening to Skip Bayless, who you know that motherfucker racist, he's gung-hoing for, for McGregor cause, simply because he's white and Floyd made hundreds of millions of dollars. He has no, he literally has no real reason to hate Floyd. As much as Floyd probably be drop-kicking his, his baby moms or his girls or whatever, that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't like him. Allegedly. Allegedly, excuse me. Allegedly. We're not trying to get sued over here, but allegedly. My my reasons for not liking Floyd is because he's a coon. But that has nothing to do with what he's with with his skill or what he does with his baby moms and his personal life. That's him. You know what I'm saying? Not saying I'm a I still like him, but at the end of the day, I don't like him because he's a coon. But do I respect the hell out of his skills? Do I like him for his boxing skills? I'm a, I love boxing. It's my second love. So, yeah, like, I do love him for his skills. So, it's like, you're going to come in there thinking, listen to Skip Bale. It's like, oh, Floyd, with 10-ounce gloves, he punches like pillows, da 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 This man has been punching people in the fucking face for <laughs> almost 30 years. Like, <laughs> people don't like trading shots at him. That means he, he, he hits hard enough for you to be like, yo, I'm not trying to get hit by him. So, they like, oh, Connor took punches. With, with, with four ounce gloves on, he eats them. Da da da. I'm like, oh, he don't eat them. Oh, he don't eat. Yeah, we seen that with Nate. Nate stunned him. And Nate Diaz is not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Man, that's a fact. <laughs> Might be the dumbest nigga I've ever seen in, in fighting. He looked like he took way too many punches. Yeah, he do. Stun, he stutters when you talk and all that shit. Nigga. Hard, son. But just think about it. Like, he gonna get in there with Floyd. He gonna walk into some shit and realize, oh shit. This motherfucker hits hard as fuck. Like, 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 I didn't realize he hit like that. But does, does this, ultimately, like, who walks away from this better? Does boxing walk away better because they had Conor in there and, and yes. Floyd came back? Yes. Or does, does you know, UFC, is UFC going to be able to walk away better? Because now Conor is an even bigger star. Win, lose, or draw. At the end of the day, Conor is going to become, like, uh, like a different kind of figure. Like, he's going to be outside of, like, the normal fighter. It's the narrative. He, he took the chance of getting in a boxing ring and fighting that they rules. That's the narrative. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think I think boxing is going to come out on top mm. over UFC because I personally feel like I personally feel like Conor's going to get knocked out. I think Floyd's going to win by knockout. My, mm. no, that's my personal. Yeah, opinion. look, that's my that's my if, only if thought. Conor, if Conor gets knocked out, I really don't see him coming out of that. Like, on top, or UFC being on top. Yeah, I, really nah, I agree. That. I agree with that. Nah, if Conor gets knocked out, then I don't see how UFC could really... Because yeah. now it's going to look like, oh, maybe all y'all niggas is bitches. Yeah. 
Because he, he, he was the one y'all was building as, as the great one. It's the narrative. They got the narrative. But if he makes the, if he goes the distance, and, and I'm not even saying he, you know, he looked like he won. If he's able to go the distance, and you know, he toughs it out, I, I'm, I'm gonna give you the props, nigga. Floyd is probably the greatest fighter in the last 30 years. If you can make it through a fight with Floyd, nigga, I don't give a fuck what anybody say. That's the narrative they pushing. Oh, even Skip doing it. If Floyd doesn't knock Conor out, oh. Oh, Connor, ultimately the better man. Oh, I'm not saying he's a better man. man. I'm just saying that I give Connor the props of being. But that's what they're going for. To being a legit tough guy. That's how they're going to pass him. Oh, Connor got in there. All his rules. He couldn't. He couldn't. The best. The guy that you so called the best fighter couldn't take out Connor at his rules. Connor's the man. And that's how they're going to. That's how they're going to pass him. And ultimately, the UFC is going to get. Boxing is going to get his bump. But like, it, like, clearly the guys can't come over there and fuck with mm-hmm. They're going to get a bump. Mm-hmm. But the UFC is going to get a higher bump because they're going to be like, oh. Well, that's what I'm saying. Who's going to come out better if Conor is able to go to distance? It's going to be the UFC because it's the, it's the narrative that, especially a guy like Skip Bayless, in which every conservative American listened to that motherfucker. So, like, like the narrative he's pushing is going to be like, oh. He came in there, and you couldn't knock him out. So, you know, Connor is the better guy. He's, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying like boxing is obsolete compared to to MMA because we know what would happen if Floyd comes into an octagon. Mm-hmm. So, I agree with Trey. Both you and Trey, like mother, Floyd is gonna have to stop him or knock him out. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's not embarrassing, like completely. Yeah, it's not embarrassing. He can't leave nothing for for chance. He got to stop him. He got to stop him. Some TKO or KO. He got to stop him. Yeah, yeah. He, Boy can't be real, like, he can't strategize or be, like, strategic when it comes to fighting um, McGregor because, I mean, how I, like, well, the fights I've seen, it was just, it's all, like, a strategy. Strategy, yeah. Yeah. This, I feel like he can't do that if he really is trying to destroy McGregor. He has to literally be more aggressive and hit him so hard that he is it's a rap either whoop his ass so much that the rap be like yo yeah you gotta stop him or knock his ass out mm-hmm. that's it as long as he, I don't care what round mm-hmm. as long as he if he can do it get the ref to stop it or knock him out he should go for it he should go for it like as long as he get him out I don't care if it's in the 10th round or the 11th it round the it could be in the 12th he gotta get him up out of there you know what I'm saying yeah. but to, even not me personally I don't think he has to cause boxing is boxing but for the general mass, he has to get him up out there. Mm. To me, if yeah. he goes 12 rounds and beat his ass for 12 rounds, cool with me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But So what do you think about, because a lot of people have been bringing this up a lot, like, has boxing and, and UFC in particular, like, out of all the MMA um, organizations, have they, have, have they actually split the race in terms of, like, this fight and even, like, outside of this fight? So a lot of people have, you know, yeah, John Jones is probably the most prominent heavyweight UFC fighter. Like, and, you know, Brock Lesnar was there, you know, before that. But John Jones is probably the most uh, prominent one. Daniel Cormier is black, and he's the champion. So it's like people make it seem like UFC is the most, uh, you know, um, like diverse, you know, fighting um, sport or whatever, or fighting organization. But now, like, thanks to this Conor and Floyd thing, it's kind of like you can feel the racial overtones of UFC oh, kind of yeah. being put on the boxing, and it's almost as if 
a lot of people are picking sides, and it ain't even really because Floyd is black and Conor is white, but it's more just like UFC for the most part is watched by white people. That's I'm sorry, like unfortunately, it's the college bros and and uh, you know like the dudes who fucking go to the bar and get drunk all night and shit. Like it's those dudes. <laughs> And then the dudes who watch boxing, you know, for the most part, and have been watching boxing for, you know, the last at least 30 years, you know, prominently black people and, and, and Latino people. Like, that's just happens. It just happens to be the people who care. Like, Mexican fighters is always in. You know, Floyd ran the game for 21 years. So, you know, black, you know, black people always going to feel like boxing is their game thanks to Floyd. So it's one of those right. situations where do you, do you think, like, race is actually becoming a thing in between? You know, MMA yes. and boxing? Yes, I, I really do. Because I feel like it may not be, like, the like how they actually feel. I feel like it's more of a, uh, like, you know, set, setting up the narrative. Like, trying to increase the, the excitement and the hype around it. Mm-hmm. Because you think about racism, this, this racism and all of that, that fuels... Like it, it makes especially for black people it's just this anger. Like we, we get upset with when people try to like our racist stories and mm-hmm. all that and when you have McGregor saying like calling Floyd boy and and, and, and he black that, from the he black from the belly button down and shit. Yeah, yeah, like come on. That's just playing that I feel like race has has a huge, huge it's a huge factor when it when it comes to this whole UFC and, and, and boxing thing because I mean, you look, I mean, you see it. You see how how everyone is acting towards. Yeah. Well, well, think about it. Race always, especially when it comes to competitiveness, is always a part of everything. Whether it's jobs, whether it's, it's education, race has always been. So, of course, it's going to be part of sports. Now, you're talking about. I'm just going to go through it real quick. You talk about baseball, which predominantly a super white sport. You know what I'm saying? And over the year, due to the civil rights movements and stuff. You know, you couldn't play baseball if you were black. You had to go to Negro Leagues. And then now, mm-hmm. once they start uh, allowing black people to play, there's a lot of Latin and black people in baseball now. Is it still more whites? I still think it's a little bit more whites. Nah, baseball basically Latino. It's niggas. basically Latino. <laughs> <though, but laughs> niggas took that shit. That shit, that shit mine, bro. Yeah. That shit mine now. Football's predominantly white. It's all black now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Basketball's are, Yeah, basketball, football's originally all white. Yeah. No black players and then integration and then you know I mean once you once you start letting a couple niggas in and they start smoking everybody you gotta let more niggas in so you can stop the niggas who's here exactly exactly <laughs> like, that's what happens boxers predominantly white Irishmen and stuff yeah, like originally, that originally yeah originally boom Joe what's his name Joe Lewis Joe Lewis, Joe Lewis excuse me start coming in and knocking everybody out they got tight like you know what I'm saying start you know yeah they got Rocky Marciano Rocky came Marciano, behind that yeah. to, to you know try to get rid of Joe Lewis but then white you know, then you after you had listing and then you had uh Cassius Clay and you know Joe Fred like so and then niggas started coming and then we you know at one point we owned middleweight in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah, Hearns, Hagler, um, Sugar Ray Leonard, yeah. um, Duran. We had all those dudes. All at the peak of their game. At the peak of their game, like that. Middle, like you know, so now Mike Tyson coming, Lennox Lewis coming, George Foreman, you know, taking over the game after he lose to Ali. So, with, with, with you saying all of that, now you think about it, like, how many sports are there left, maybe besides hockey, is predominantly white? So, UFC gets started. 
boom, a whole bunch of white people all up in there. Well, originally UFC was diverse, like because they was literally getting people. Because this is before the real mixed martial arts that's in other countries were more diverse. Like UFC no, 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 American. No, if you remember UFC, like in the early, like mid nineties, UFC literally was motherfuckers from other countries who had one discipline. So like nigga, like Kurt Angle would be a nigga who was in UFC. Type, like a dude like him mm-hmm. who just could wrestle, mm-hmm. but he will fight a kickboxer. Yeah, and it would be situations like that. So now all the dudes in UFC are hybrids. Like they're not one particular thing. They're kind of everything. But then you know they always got like a specialty. Yeah. So like you know Brock Lesnar clearly was wrestling, but the, the niggas you know six three two hundred ninety pounds. I'm sure his strikes ain't them. Shit's not candy muscles, nigga. Like. <laughs> Them shits don't feel good. Like, <laughs> and he, he's super agile. Like, it ain't like he's like some big burly nigga like either. Football. Yeah, niggas mad agile. And they got niggas like John Jones, who's more lanky, but also happens to be a, you know, he was a wrestler. He was a collegiate wrestler. But the nigga also is a great kickboxer and a boxer. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's one of those situations where, like, yeah, they got the, you know, they, they got like different disciplines, but this shit started off more diverse than it is now. Like, if you looked at UFC like in the mid two thousands, besides Rashad Evans white and, and Anderson Silva and shit, a ran, you know Rampage Jackson and shit, everybody was white. Yeah, it's mostly white. Yeah, everybody was white. It's mostly white. Dude. All the Asian niggas was gone by then. Yeah. Like, and the black niggas who was fighting was either out of their mind or the biggest shit talkers of all. Anderson Silva talked the most. That nigga was the Floyd Mayweather of uh, MMA. He was the best fighter until he broke his leg and shit. Oh, kicking nigga. Yeah, yeah, he was the best fighter. And he was doing movie, movie looking type fighting too. Like, like choreography. <laughs> nigga was smiling that nigga. Yeah. Jump kicking you in the face. Yeah, like, it really looked like shit that you see Jackie Chan and nigga. That nigga was Steven Seagal. <laughs> nah, definitely not. That's stiff ass nigga. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, I, it, it, it's starting to feel like race is a big part of what may be taken away from UFC. I think when UFC was at its. Real, when it got to its peak, like, they was breaking boundaries. So, when John Jones was, you know, before he got in a car accident and all the drug issues and shit, they had John Jones as a champion. They had Ronda Rousey, who was, like, like you would, com- you would compare her to the stereotypical woman when you look at her with, like, regular clothes on. Not a lot of people could see that she's extra brolic all the time, mm-hmm. unless she put on workout clothes. She just looked like a, a cute girl. So it's like that. That made it so the women wanted to see because oh shit, she was a regular girl. Like, yeah, mind you, she fucking bothered as hell. But you know, she looked like a regular chicken shit. So that got the women in there. You know, you got John Jones as the heavyweight champion of that shit. That's gonna get black people to watch it. And John Jones dominated niggas. Yeah, he was, he was the contrary to, to beliefs, that niggas. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The niggas. It was like, a problem. Like heavyweight dies, not not losing. Oh, he wasn't just fighting like that. Nigga was fighting heavyweights too. He ain't care. Yeah, he's blind. He ain't care. I mean, the nigga was, he's just that good. He know how to beat niggas. Remember, the nigga broke his toe in a fight. Yeah, that shit was crazy. And kept fighting. Toe just hanging, like. So I'm saying, when they was at their peak, it was when they had minorities as, you know, some of the faces of, you know, like the championships and of their company. And now that that's not the case, it's like. You know, once Ronda left, like, girls didn't give a fuck about your scene and was over. And, you know, John Jones fucked that shit up. I ain't gonna hold you. I was watching with John Jones was fucking niggas up. As soon as he was gone, I was gone. 
You know, I was trying to listen to see if my nigga, because I'm a wrestling fan, I was listening to see if Brock might come back. That'd be the only reason I watch is if Brock is fighting. So it was like, without certain people in it, that shit is just an old white sport. Like, I don't want to see two white niggas fighting. I could go to any bar and go see two white people fight. That's a fact. I'm just saying. So, you know, boxing, you know, is is, is really diverse, but I don't think it's given the, the just do. Like, I think people just think, oh, it's all Mexican motherfuckers or it's all black people. The funny thing is, it's, it's kind of boxing fault because they wasn't, they wasn't, uh, the fi- it wasn't like in the 80s and the 90s where, you know, the fights that's supposed to be made were being made. Mm-hmm. The promoters the and everything. Shit, yeah. All of that, all of that. Everybody ducking. Everybody was ducking everybody. They come in, they fight 20 tomato cans, get a 20, <laughs> <laughs> get a 20 old record and they go start fighting their last 10, 15 yeah, fights. with 20 knockouts and shit. Yeah. Making 1.5 a fight, 2 million mm-hmm. a fight, easy. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, but now, these last two years, when they, they got back to that shit, everybody's fighting the top guys, mm-hmm. back to back to back to back. The people who have their cult following, and now both cult followings are coming back, then they're nationalizing it on, on regular uh, TV. It got that notoriety, it started to get that notoriety back. Like, Keith Thurman and Danny Garcia's fight was watched with, by over 2 million people. Mm-hmm. Not to mention it sold out the Barclays Center in New York City. Like, New York City is the, the biggest home for boxing right now besides Vegas. Mm-hmm. Like, so, to me, I'm, I'm not checking for UFC. Like, I, I, I mean, John Jones and Daniel Cormier is a compelling fight, but I, to be honest, I'm, I'm not checking for it. The, the reason I'm not checking for that fight in particular, even though I'm a huge John Jones fan, and shout out to Ithaca, because John Jones, you know, fuck with Ithaca, New York and shit, that nigga from out there. Um... I'm just saying, I, I don't fuck with this shit because I already he already beat Daniel Cormier before. Daniel Cormier just ain't beat John Jones yet. Exactly. So it's like one of those situations where it's like, ah, uh, I ain't really, you know, I could I, I I could probably go to sleep and figure out what happened. So I ain't really too stressed out about it. But it like it's right. just one of those situations. But I I don't know. I'm 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 starting to feel like the the race thing is is definitely playing a part into why UFC became so popular and why boxing took a backseat. And it's like now that Connor is about to box, like all of a sudden there's a new interest from, you know, white people in, in uh, boxing again. Mm-hmm. It's like ever since Floyd knocked out Ricky Hatton, niggas like, fuck boxing, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> niggas disrespectful. I got no respect. Was the, the, fights, the fights wasn't being made. Like, come on, like, I ain't gonna lie, like, Canelo fought, like, five, six bum-ass niggas. Like, I'm not... Nigga, he fought 40 bum niggas. Yeah, like... The nigga had more wins than Floyd when they fought. But I'm talking about... Of course, that. <laughs> <laughs> the nigga was tw- 25 years old. The nigga had more wins than Floyd. And in terms of, like, after he assumed, like, he got to his height, the height mm-hmm. of his, uh, you know, his fame, he was fighting five, six bum-ass things we know he was gonna beat. Like, I wasn't trying to watch Amir Khan get... You know what I'm saying? Like... Even though he has a massive cult following from England. And no, I did want to see Khan get knocked out because he talked too much shit. He do talk wild shit. <laughs> talk mad shit. British nigga with no chin. But for the most part, you're right. Yeah, nah, nobody trying to see the niggas yeah. he was fighting. Golovkin is the great white hope. He's, the great, he's been knocking out. He's been, Even though, to me, I feel like he lost his last fight against Daniel Jacobs because I watched it twice. And to me, he lost that fight. But he's the great white hope. So, you know what I mean? White to me, like to keep it real, a lot of white people look for the one white person winning one of these next two fights. So if 
either Connor somehow, Miracle beat mm-hmm. Floyd, or Gloveden beat um, Canelo. Nigga, that's a victory for all white people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. It's like they moving like us. Like, we want to, when we go to the movies, I'm not trying to see fucking 10, like the whole fucking cast white. I want to see one or two black people. Somebody. Or brown people that come from where I come from. Right. That will intrigue me to watch the movie. Like, I'm a James Bond fan, nigga. And as much as I like Daniel Craig as James Bond, when they talked about Idris Elba possibly being James Bond, I was intrigued like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? So, it's like, I guess the white people feel like, yo, everybody, every black person is in sports. They're looking for <laughs> the main one white person that's that's stupid nice. They did it with Larry Bird and Magic. Like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, now they're doing it with Golovkin and McGregor. Like, now you right. Shit. Yeah. Now you definitely right. But shit, let's get into this interview. Holla at my, my nigga Trizzy Trey. So, what do you think would be your biggest, uh, what was the biggest moment in your life in terms of sports? Like, it could be something you personally did, something you witnessed, like, you know, you could, you know, you ain't, you always wanted it to happen, but you ain't think it would happen for, like, your favorite player or somebody, like, situation like that. Some, you know, an event that you went to, sporting event that you went to. Uh, wow. The biggest one, I have, I have a few, but um, I guess for me, it was probably, so I'll just put this up there. So my favorite bas- current basketball player right now is Dwayne Wade. Uh, I've been a, a D-Wade fan since he got drafted. So I was hyped when he won his first chip with, with Shaq. Mm-hmm. I was hyped, but I felt, I felt more excited when he won his third. Oh, the back-to-back shit? Yeah, I felt, I was very excited with that, because I'm like, you know what? I feel like, at that point, his career was solidified. For me, his mm-hmm. career was solidified. He's good. He he, he could have retired then, and I would have been all right, because I feel like he, 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 he's just, he was just, he had a great career to the point where he won a chip with Shaq, and then was able to take a backseat to LeBron when he first came, and teach that nigga how to win chips. Yeah, and like he, he just to me he elevated um, his his game elevated with him winning that third chip. So mm. I, that's the most. But I got I got a few. I got a most recent one where um, I literally like so working down being down here. I had worked at um, the Bank of America Stadium during the Florida Panther games. Yeah, for, for those who don't know, that's where the Carolina Panthers play. You know, Homer Cam Newton and. and Benjamin and all them niggas. Yeah, so the the when I worked there, that was the year they went to the Super Bowl. So I was there every home game Sheesh. that they had. And during that streak and seeing how that like how that came about was probably something I would never forget because just from seeing the fans and, and actually being in the stadium and and seeing them and how they reacted, that shit, that shit was just amazing because it's just like, damn, maybe, maybe wish, like, I, if I really would have been serious about football coming out of um, high school, I would have been like, you know what, I could that be here, but you know, <laughs> so I just got to just leave it like that. Shit. Nah, that's what's up. Um, what do you think, what do you think is the next step for, for, D Wade in uh, in terms of like how he's dealing with his son. His son is the number one player in the in the country right now. 
mm-hmm. at, at 15 years old, the number one player in the country. You know, what do you think is going to be, you know, the next step to trying to get his son, you know, to that that next that next level? I think what D-Wade can do is just keep him humble, but also coach him in a way that, you know, allows him to not make the same mistakes he made coming up. So, mm-hmm. whether it be, like, because we all know when D-Wade first, first came in, he was considered on uh, Flash, and it was like, I, I, I kind of call it Flash and Crash, because he would literally <laughs> go straight for the rim and have zero regard for his body. And that kind of hurt him with the injuries that he had. Mm-hmm. So, it could have his son be like, listen, be more controlled. If you if that's the type of place that you're going to have or decide to go by, be more controlled with that. Be mm-hmm. smarter. Be a smarter player than I was earlier in my career because longevity is, is something that you really want to strive for in the NBA because mm-hmm. if you can stay consistent for a long time, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. That's a fact. Shit, that's good advice. D Way, I hope you heard that, my nigga. Don't don't let this little nigga turn into the new Flash, cause we know you don't got no meniscus in your knees and shit. That's why you can't even play more than fifty games and shit. Exactly. Shit. Well, how you feel about the Heat now? Cause the Heat look alright. I ain't even gonna hold you. Them niggas won what thirty one of the last forty one games that they had this season. No, I was impressed. I'm not gonna lie. I had zero hope for the Heat. I had zero. <laughs> After D-Wade left, I had zero hope because I knew Bosch wasn't playing. Um, and all they had was, like, um, Dragic. And to me, how I looked at it, all they had was Dragic and Whiteside. And I didn't think that was a winning formula with just them two. But then, even when they acquired Deion Waiters, I was just like, he's a solid player, but mm-hmm. I, that he was going to be it for them. But once I seen them, like, winning and I seen them playing, I was like... I don't know. I might have been completely wrong mm. with, with, with that team. And I feel like coming into this next season, they could, I, I personally feel they could be 16. I feel like they could be at least a, a 5 or 16. Yeah, now nah, look, with Whiteside and Wade, Waiters playing the way he been playing? Yeah. Oof. I, I like, look, they just barely missed out being on the eight, the eight seed or whatever. Low-key, a lot of people think Cleveland made sure that they dropped down to the second seed to avoid both Miami and Chicago because they didn't want to play either one of those teams in the first round because that would have been rough. And Miami had um, Cleveland number this year, too. Yeah. So that would have been one of them tough situations. So do you think the, the Heat are a piece away or two? Yeah. yeah I think they yeah. They need, I think they need one more piece. I don't know where though, because like you got, Georgia got the one, Waiters playing the two. She got Winslow at the three. What see? But then Winslow didn't have a, a great year. Yeah, I'm, I think he's he's working on a shot though. That's what it is. Yeah. And then you got James James Johnson who is older, but he be getting it in. He ball. He ball. <laughs> yeah. 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 I fuck with James Johnson. Yo, he be getting it in, son. They got white side at the five. Yeah, and James Johnson be with the shits. Like when when the, when like niggas start getting rowdy, he be with the shits. Cause he actually has a black belt, nigga. Yeah. Oh, that's a fact. He do have black belt. I remember that one time he threw it on um Andre Drummond. 
And then fucking like a couple plays later, like Drummond tried to throw it on him. He blocked it, came down, tried to dunk on Drummond again. And Drummond threw the elbow in, into the sun or whatever. And he looked at Drummond like, yo, you don't want these problems. Like, you don't want them. Little boy. <laughs> <laughs> you're 22, nigga. You don't want these problems. That nigga's a fight, nigga. Like, he's a big ass nigga at that. He can fight, like. But yeah, I feel like if Miami gets like one more piece, maybe at the three. At the three, right? I think at the three, because I think I feel like Winslow's a solid player, but I feel like he'd be more effective coming off the oh, bench. the bench. How would yeah. you feel if LeBron came back to Miami? I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like LeBron going back to Miami because because there's rumors there's rumors that he um so he never ended up selling his house so that's like their vacation home in MIA and he still keep boats down there and shit he got a permit for them that he's been renewing so it's like you know he do got a, a crib in LA but he do got that crib in Miami and if the nigga is trying to avoid playing for a third team, you know, he could always be like, oh, I want to come back to Miami type shit. I, I wouldn't like it. Personally, I wouldn't like it because I feel like it's a cop-out. I feel like it's, it's he's like, oh, I left this one team after we lost, a, lost, a, lost the um, in the finals mm. to go and try to work for my city. But now that shit's not looking right for my city, I want to come back here. I'm like, nah, that's, that's a cop-out. I'm like, don't, sure. don't. Why did you leave in the first place? That's how I look at it. Uh-huh. If, if you, if he you left to go, yeah, yeah. You, that's a fact. You're right. You're right. Yeah, why would you leave in the first place? Like, if the ultimate goal was to was to go back home and win one for your city, then stick with that. Keep on winning one for your city. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't. He <laughs> said, don't, don't backpedal, nigga. <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, like, like an indecisive person. Like, yo, it's like, it's like a nigga who wants, who wants to keep on jumping back between two, two bitches? Like, yo, I, I like her, but now she got me tight, so I'm gonna go fuck with this bitch over here. And now this bitch over here gave me tight, so I'm about to go fuck with her. Like, yo, my nigga, make up your fucking mind. Like, stay where you at. Pick one and stay. Like, that's. Yo, don't diss, don't diss me, nigga. I used to do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't diss me. I used to do that. <laughs> Shit, but um. Let's we gonna round it out. We finish all the the podcast the same way. Who is in your your starting lineup of your um your your Aaron Hernandez Memorial Dark Alley team? <laughs> so if you gotta go in the Dark Alley, you need some athletes to go with you. Who's with the shit? Who's coming with you? All right, so I got. I'll pick Russ because I feel like Russ is. Russell Westbrook, he's with nigga Brody Brody. coming in there. I forgot about that one. I need need that wild nigga. Um, He might really kill a nigga for real. (laughs) He got to be careful, though. His jeans tight as a motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) He can't make no sudden movements. He not explosive. He might have the the arm of a motherfucker. He might be able to knock a nigga out for real. (laughs) I'm about to teach y'all what what I think is a sleeper. It's not a sleeper for... Like for me, cause cause y'all know who I am. Mm-hmm. But but like I got Russ, I got D Wade, cause that nigga from Chicago. And nigga, he keep bouting. You know what? You know what? I'm surprised he ain't never make nobody list yet. D Wade do be bugging the fuck out. Remember when he elbowed that nigga um Rip Hamilton nigga out of bounds? Cause they got like tangled up. Nigga, get off me, nigga. 
Like, <laughs> fuck up off me, nigga. Cabrini Green, nigga. D Way's big, though. He's definitely the project. Yeah, this nigga's definitely the project's like. Six, four, two, and we going five, right? Going yeah, five. five. All right, so I got Westbrook, Wade. Yo, I'll go with Ray Rice. Ray Rice? And yeah. nigga, his right hook is serious. That was just a I smack at that. <laughs> it was just a smack. I'm going to smack out, nigga. <laughs> 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 nigga smacked him out, nigga. If a smack is real like that. Though, though us at, at the Two Bros Podcast, we don't condone him. <laughs> yeah, I just want to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not with all of that. I just, I'm just going by what I think. Um, <laughs> so I got D-Wade, um, Westbrook, Ray Rice. One of the um, the twins and um, who one of the play for the Patriots. Uh, what's his name? Martell, Martell. Oh, Martellus Bennett. That big ass nigga. Yo. Yeah. Martellus Bennett will whoop your ass and have an intelligent conversation about how he beat your ass. He was like, "Oh, you think I'm just some dumb right. nigga?" And my number five, Marshawn Lynch. God damn, beast mode. I'm about that action, boss. <laughs> about that action. Boss. You know why I'm here. You know why I'm here. <laughs> you got three minutes. Damn. I apologize right now. You got three minutes. Yo, damn. Yeah, that's a crazy fucking dark alley team, nigga. I ain't... And then the nigga Trey gonna come in there wild stocky too, nigga. <laughs> From Burke Avenue shit, nigga. <laughs> Him and Marshawn about like, the same shit size. Sweet, like shit sweet out there and shit. Him and Marshawn about the same fucking size. But shit, <laughs> nigga, that's the dangerous. That's the dangerous team, nigga. <laughs> I see. As you see, I, I got a little bit of the fast niggas who able to like like rush the quick niggas who hit you with that. Yeah. And then you have the Marshawn and fucking Ray Rice hit you with that. Kale, you going night night. Ray Rice is slapping niggas out <laughs> in the back alley. He's slapping them like shit. Well, it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast, my nigga. I'm sure we're gonna have you back on here again. You know I mean, shout out to my nigga Shanor, the guest host for for holding it down and shit. HB, you know I mean HB out here. <laughs> Said he hit your bitch. That, that's what HB stands for, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's smiling, right? <laughs> that was shit. no money. Yeah, shout out to this is a no money collaboration on this episode, <laughs> in, in case y'all wondering and shit. Eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> but shit. Yeah. You know what I mean, shout you want you got anybody you want to shout out? Um, no, shout out to y'all. You know, y'all the homies, and uh, I like that y'all doing this thing. It's real dope. Um, for those, you know, I gotta do the plug, so. I know y'all about to give me some some static over this, but y'all have a chance. Everybody listen, go listen to uh, I'm just saying podcast. Oh, that's a fact. That's a fact. I was gonna I was gonna plug that. I was there gonna plug that. You know, if y'all y'all looking, especially like fellas, because I know fellas like only really like listen to sports shit or like just some comedy shit. If you want to laugh, but you want to laugh from about some shit from a girl's perspective, you don't maybe you don't know what your lady be thinking. Or what the shorties be thinking of shit, and you want to get into their mind? I'm telling you, I'm just saying, podcast is gonna be like Dead a ass. cheat code for you, cause yeah. they be dead keeping it all the way official. That ass. Most of you would not be disappointed. We need to do what a most people don't know shit. Yeah, HB just he just whispered in my ear. We need to do a most people don't know shit podcast. Uh-huh. I don't know. Some people know about my, you know, the other shit that I be working on, and 
uh, I'm just saying podcast. That shit might be wild crazy. That shit might be wild crazy. Hold on. That's a little something. All right. See, you make that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going we gonna to talk. Have your people call my people, nigga. He <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to say that shit. He <laughs> always wanted to say that. <laughs> All right. Good luck. All right.